we've been getting accountability all wrong in the compliance industry. It's not a set of tasks. It's a way of thinking, and it has to come from the heart as well as the head. On Accountability, the Heart of Compliance, Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein dig into what accountability means to the corporate compliance function and business organizations, and most significantly, how to make it an integral part of your culture. Accountability, the Heart of Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, together with Sam Silverstein, back for another episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. Today, we're going to take up um, Sam's process, or at least one of his processes, to help companies uh, build or protect a culture that inspires accountability. So, Sam, uh, with that introduction, first of all, welcome back. Hey, Tom. It's great to be here and uh, great to have an opportunity to to share an important message to an important audience. Well, Sam, uh, I guess it, it really, uh, in many uh, different types of assessments, it all starts with really uh, in uh, the anti-corruption world, it's, it's your risk assessment. In the accountability world, it is assessing or evaluating your core values. And uh, I was wondering how you see the process starting out and just walk us through the steps. When we're working with somebody, we have we have an electronic assessment that we use and it's called the accountability assessment. And it gives us an understanding of what's going on in the organization and people do what they do for a reason. And that reason usually connects back to either the, the core values or, or to the lack of core values or to the core values that aren't being lived or enforced. And so whether you have core values or you don't, we need to take stock of the situation. So we start off with a core values evaluation. And many times that means looking at the core values that an organization says they have. Now, the reason I say says they have, because if they're not living the values, then just because that those values are on a piece of paper or on the website, they're not really their values. Uh, the values are the ones that are being lived. And so when leadership has taken time to determine something and it's not being lived, that's when we get into trouble. So um, the core values evaluation, the first step, what are the values? And do they connect to the four critical areas that they need to connect to? Are they a well-rounded set of values? Do they hopefully position the organization for success? That's the first step. And where do you go from there, Sam? Well, once we've looked at their values and make sure that they connect, you know, do we have foundational values? Do we have relational values? And those talk to the foundational values talk to the to the character of the organization. The relational values talk to internal relationships and external relationships and, and how we're going to connect with and treat people. Uh, there's professional values, what's expected in this environment. And then there's community values. How do we connect to and support the community we work in? A great set of values connects to all of those. Sometimes a particular value will connect to all. Sometimes a particular value will only connect to one. But ultimately, the set as a whole needs to connect to all those areas if it's going to be a great set. So we like to evaluate where they are first. And then, then there's then there's one of two directions. Either they don't have a great set, and then we work, we'll go to discovering your core values. And this is taking a cross-section of an organization and having a very scripted conversation that allows us to dig deep into what leadership and the organization as a whole 
really values so that we can identify and facilitate the process of, of the organization's team identifying and scripting or wording what their values are. So first we evaluate what they have. If they don't have anything or they want to start from scratch, then we facilitate discovery. You mentioned there was two paths you could take. If you uh, don't have to move directly uh, to facilitating that, uh, can you uh, uh, help them establish, reestablish, or, or make more firm their core values, or do I have that incorrect? No, that's exactly it, Tom. So here's what happens. So we've evaluated. Some people need to discover. If they don't, we go to the next step. If, if they do discover, we go through the discovery stage and then go to the next step. And the next step is exactly that, establishing your core values. And really, the, you know, the first step in establishing the core values is establishing within the leadership team. And so we might be looking at the executive suite, the, the C-suite, and the directors, for instance, and establishing what those values really mean, what it looks like when you make decisions based on those values, how you stand firm on the values and not, and not waver. Because ultimately, it's leadership's responsibility to protect those values. So we want to establish those values in that leadership team, those top levels of leadership, and then that positions us for the next step. Does this discussion go uh, one way, meaning from leadership down, or when you do your evaluation or you discover core values, do you discover core values within the employee base or perhaps other stakeholders that you present to management as core values they need to uh, incorporate into the company's value system? Well, that's an interesting question, Tom, and, and there's some uh, disagreement out there. I've, I've had some organizations, they say they just want the executive team involved in, 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 in discovering what those core values are. Um, I, if that's what they want, Okay. I find really uh, when you can bring a cross-section of the organization together, then what happens is you create an automatic buy-in when you roll it out. And so I like to see the executive team or the ownership if it's a smaller organization, but I also like to see people at different levels of the organization involved in this process. And in all the times that we've done this, and we have led a lot of organizations, big and small, through this process, I've never seen someone come up with something crazy, like, oh, we value only working between 1 and 3 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. I mean, that kind of stuff just never happens. Um, having leadership as part of the process is critical. Having a cross-section, I believe, is nice. This is not a project for the marketing department. This is not a project for HR. This is a project that has to be driven top-down. I was really intrigued by the information around disseminating the core values because there you seem to indicate it's it's a multi-step process. It could be implanting or planning it, but it also could be growing it. How do you help a company think through the dissemination process? Yes, yeah, so this is where it gets more complicated the larger the organization. If you have a company with 24 people, well, you know, you can communicate with everyone on Monday afternoon and really make inroads. If you have, as some of our clients have, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of employees, it takes significantly more time, energy, and effort to reach everyone. But for for a core value, what we call a non-negotiable core value, to be real in an organization, they do need to be lived by everyone. So disseminating is, 
is taking it to all the troops. It's making the time to get to everyone, not just leadership, not just middle, what some organizations refer to as middle management, but literally down to the front line. Because true accountability is two-way. And I want people to help me be accountable. Just as a leader, I know that I must help them be accountable. And one of those ways is that we're all living those values. That means the push, the person pushing the broom or running the stamping machine. It could be a nurse in a hospital or obviously the CEO. We all need to be on the same page. So disseminating based on the size and the structure of the organization is creating a way to communicate, teach, educate, model, create stories of the values in action so that everyone in the organization has crystal clarity in what they are and how to live them. And so when we look at, at culture, we look at designing the culture, uh, modeling it, teaching it, protecting it, and celebrating it, and that's all based around the values. And so that, mo yes, leadership must model, but these values must be taught to everyone. And not just taught what the words are, but how do you live them? How do you make decisions? And then rewarding people that are making decisions based on the values, even if sometimes they get a negative outcome or they don't get the outcome you want. But if the decision was a sound decision because it was based on the value, then that's what we're rewarding and we're teaching that this is how we do it here. And when you do that consistently, then you've really disseminated those core values throughout the organization. Sam, is the uh, continued dissemination or the continued articulation, the continued discussion of your core values something that is, is really mandatory, or is it something that, that companies revisit once a year when you have to do your code of conduct training? Well, so here's the thing. Um, I know some organizations that give out awards for people, you know, oh, Susie's a shiny example of living the values or, you know, lives all the, you know, because it came up in her annual uh, review, which that's a whole nother subject of contention I have about annual reviews, but we can go there another time, Tom. But um, I don't believe in giving awards for that because everyone in the organization is supposed to live the values. If I'm not living the values, you need to, uh, you need to coach me or let me go. If, if they've been modeled and taught and I'm not living the values, you know, I, I don't belong in the organization. So giving someone an award for living the values says it's okay to not live the values. This isn't, and the other part of it, which directly answers your question, once you start talking about values in an organization, you can never stop. Because as soon as you stop, then what happens is people believe it's not important. Whatever leadership focuses on, the people believe it's important. And so when you start talking about the values, you always talk about the values. They're part of every meeting. They're part of every conversation. Anytime people come together, the values are in play. This has been a uh, fascinating discussion of the uh, accountability assessment and walking companies through each one of the steps. I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.